And uh, we are in a series of discussions right now um, that I've titled Hearing, Believing, and Obeying. I say I've titled it. Actually, this is a pretty common thing in the church world. This is the first time I've just brought it to you like this. Hearing, believing, and obeying the voice of God. John chapter 10 verse 2 says this, The one who enters by the gate is the shepherd of the sheep. The gatekeeper opens the gate for him and the sheep... Listen to his voice. He calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. When he has brought out all his own, he goes ahead of them and his sheep follow him because they know his voice. But they, uh, but they will never follow a stranger. In fact, they will run away from him because they do not recognize a stranger's voice. And my goal, my heart, my, my number one passion in life as your pastor is to help you hear, believe, and obey the voice of God in your lives. Because that one thing and one thing alone will save you decades of heartache. Can I have an amen, everyone? And so we're going to talk about this a little bit further today. Um, but before we do, let's invite the, the Holy Spirit to lead us. Father, we love you. Uh, we thank you for your Holy Spirit. Lord, I thank you that you did not leave us comfortless, but that you sent the Comforter to, to help us, the Helper, the Holy Spirit, to lead us and to guide us. And Father, I thank you that today, I've, I've just got just a handful of notes here, Lord, so I pray that you really minister in between these points. Father God, I thank you that I'm led by your Spirit today. Father, I step into this role confidently. Lord, I know what you've told me to say. I know what, I know what the, the, the people of your place church need in this season. So, Father, I pray that you would help us communicate this message that you have for us in Jesus' name. Amen. You know, there is a lie that the devil wants you to believe. And the devil wants you to believe that you can't actually hear the voice of God. Uh, you walk into a room like this and you see a bunch of people who are very passionate in worship and you just assume, especially if you're newer with us, you just assume everybody here has been here since the church started, you know, we're all lifelong friends, college roommates, right, that, that you feel like you're the outsider and that's just not true. We have people here, I look around this crowd and I see people who've been here with us from the beginning and I've seen people who I met you last week. Um, and that is the nature of your place church. We've constantly got people coming, growing, and learning. But the fact that all of us can hear the voice of God sometimes is a tough thing to embrace or embody. There are actually, um, there are actually whole like religions and programs that try to teach their people that you can't even understand the word of God, much less hear him speak. And that's just not true. Are you with me, friends? They're, hearing the voice of God is something that is available to everyone. It's not just reserved for ministers. It's not just reserved for super holy people. God doesn't just pick who he speaks to. The Bible says, my sheep know my voice. Amen? All the sheep know his voice. Ezekiel chapter 34, verse 31 says, you are my sheep, the sheep of my pasture, and I'm your God, declares the sovereign Lord. So if we are his sheep, then his sheep know 
his voice. Well, why is this so hard? Why is, for some of us, why is this so hard to recognize the voice of God? And I think a lot of us, we're, we're waiting for like the thundering, audible voice of God to just be this booming, loud, you know, English you know, words, whatever. Um, I think that's what we're hoping and waiting for. But in reality, uh, most of the way that God speaks to us is, number one, through his word, Number two, it's through that inward witness on the inside of us. One, one verse calls it that still, small voice. But when you get familiar with that still, small voice, then that still, small voice becomes loud. It becomes thundering. It becomes something that once you, once you kind of tune into that, um, you hear him. He can whisper, and it sounds, like, it sounds like a thunder to you. Does that make sense, friends? The only way I can kind of explain this to you is um, I've got my little, uh, this is Tyra's very first ever ghetto blaster. That's what we called them. That's what we called them in the 80s, right? This is, remember, we all used to put them up on our shoulders, right? Play the music real loud, walk around, right? This is Tyra's very first one. We've kept it over the years. I've kept it in the garage, so it's got like a little bit of paint on it. It's kind of starting to get scratched up. It's actually got a TV here. Yeah, right, TV. In the 80s, handheld, right? This is before we all had a cell phone in our, in our pocket, right? And so, like, you can, you can, you know, watch TV here. But here's the thing about this. Like, the, um, you know, we had an antenna, right? The, um, woo! It's really old, okay? It's really old. There, we'll stick it like that. Here's the thing. If I was to turn this thing on, and um, here we go. Turn it up a little bit. So here, here's the problem. The radio station is always broadcasting. The TV station, like they're always broadcasting. If I'm not hearing it, it's because it's a problem on the receiving end. Does that make sense? And so as you, you know, and we'll try to figure it out here. This one's so old, the little tuner thing is, is missing here. So we'll... Anyway, that's it. That's it. But it's, it's the, same, the same thing is true for you. The dispatch or the source that's talking, God, is always talking. If we're not hearing, it is not because he doesn't have anything to say. And here's where I'll even get a little bit more specific He has things to say to you because the second lie that a lot of people believe is, well, God just doesn't have anything for me, and that's also a lie because the Bible says, I know the plans that I have for you, says the Lord, and so he has plans for all of us. None of us are the exception of that. Well, God's mad at me, some people think. Well, God's not saying anything to me because I have just done some really, really bad things or my heart or whatever the case is. That's also not true because God is, even even when we're in our, it seems like, distant seasons, if you will, when we have made a decision um, to separate ourselves from God, the voice of God is always there. Does that make sense? The voice of God is always there. But the thing of it is, is we just got to tune it in. We've got to tune it. It's not on the broadcasting side. It is on the receiving side. Well, how do you tune your heart to hear the voice of God? 
Well, I've got three thoughts here real quickly for you guys today. Number one, we have to posture ourselves. What does that mean? We have to posture. There is a posture to prayer. There is a posture to hearing uh, the voice of God. And I'm not talking about like a physical kneel, you know, sit, stand. I mean, there are definitely times when uh, I'm... I personally am a pacer when I pray. If you've been joining us on, on, uh, in the mornings at 6 a.m., like I, I'm a pacer. I'll walk and pray. For me, it helps me stay focused. A lot of times if I, if I sit down, come on, friends, it's 6 a.m. You know what I mean? Uh, and that, you know, the music, you know, everything, you can get really comfortable. And I know for me, I'm a pacer. So uh, I, I, do, I do come to times when I do feel the presence of God, and it does bring me to my knees. And so there are times that I will kneel down. But posturing in prayer is so much more than just your actual physical posture. There is a prioritizing that comes. There's a physical prioritizing. When we prioritize prayer, that is a posture of prayer. When we want to hear God, we want to hear, and I think a lot of us do want to hear God. I think a lot of us think about that statement about how God wants to, my sheep know my voice and God wants to talk to everybody. And we genuinely do want to hear the voice of God. But for some reason, we, we in ourselves, call it laziness, call it we don't know if we're doing it right. We don't prioritize moments when the presence of the Lord is present, um, when we're able to pray. Like we don't, and I'm not even talking coming to 6 a.m. prayer. We don't prioritize prayer alone. In and of itself, to, hear, to get to a place where we are essentially turning the power on and just kind of tuning it until, until we can hear God's voice. Amen. The Bible says in Acts chapter 2, verse 46, every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes and they ate together with glad and sincere hearts. It was a priority to them. We see it again in Acts chapter 3, verse 1. One day Peter and John were going into the temple at the time of prayer. Prayer was just a part of their everyday life. And it was not just, just kind of this happen, you know, punch the clock, come in, okay, God, here I am, do your thing, whatever. Punch the clock and get on with our day, right? That's not what it's about. Prayer is so much more than that. And, and I'll say this, I am super happy about this, this year's 21 days of prayer because it was the right decision to move it to this room. Amen, everyone? For those of you guys who've been here, like, we've had like right around 60 people every morning at 6 a.m. right here praying the pain off of these walls. Come on, we can celebrate that. Amen? <clears throat> I'm, I'm amazed by the young people. Uh, we've, got, we've got students showing up, finding rides, on, or finding a way to get here, finding rides. They're showing up themselves at 6 a.m., 5.45. That seems like when a lot of us are getting here between 5.40 and 5.45 because we hang out in the foyer. We talk for a little bit. Um, we come in when the, when the, when the worship starts, uh, and then we, we engage God. And I'm so proud of our teenagers that are making prayer a priority and I know some people may be thinking, um, I just don't know if I'm doing it right, Pastor Darian. I just don't know if I'm doing the fasting or the praying. I just don't know if I'm doing it right. And the reason why they say that is because 
They went into it expecting something to happen, and maybe it hasn't happened quite like that. And so they're like, I just don't know if I'm doing it right. Well, I, I will speak to that. If you're fasting, whatever way the Lord told you to fast, and you're showing up for prayer, whether it's here or in your own personal times, if you're actually reading his word, you're doing it right. There's something about just showing up. There's something about just the practice of it that is right, that is, that is working. I know when I was um, 17, uh, we were part of a youth group in Broken Arrow. And that youth group had, every now and then, they had what they called spectrum prayer nights. And it wasn't 6 a.m., it was we showed up at night and we prayed all night long until the sun came up the next day. And for someone who was very unfamiliar with God, very unfamiliar with prayer, that was a little intimidating when you think about it. We're, okay, so wait, we're going to show up and we're going to, what's going to happen? Is it going to be like a service? No, it's just going to be prayer. Okay, so like, what's it going to look like? We're going to show up and we're going to pray. I mean, that was it. Um, they did have like circles of chairs set up in the room that they had set up for us. And they had topics that would, that would kind of lead us and guide us. But we, we showed up at whatever time. I don't remember what time it was. And we prayed all night long. And if I can be honest, I didn't know what to expect. And nothing spectacular happened in that 12-hour time frame. Um, Nothing that I, that I remember to this day, like there was not a, a, a pillar of fire or, a, you know, a cloud or, you know, there was not, the earth didn't move, the building did not shake. But what did happen inside of me and everybody else there was God, God did a deep work in my heart. God did a deep work in my heart. And I began to learn the sound of his voice by making myself show up to where prayer was happening. Does that make sense? And for some of us who are like, I just don't know, you know, I just don't know what to do. I don't, I don't know what to think. I don't know what I'm supposed to do. Literally, you, you show up, just be in the room. Just be in the space. Am I doing this right? Yes. Yes, you are. Just showing up is doing it right. Most people aren't doing that. Amen. Most people aren't doing that. When I say most people, when we look at the world we live in, most Christians aren't even doing that. Always getting quiet in this Presbyterian church. <laughs> Did he just say Presbyterian? No, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't mean it that way. I just, just traditional. I could have said tradition. Moving right along. First Samuel chapter three. We'll go back to verse two. First. 1 Samuel chapter 2, verse 30. The Bible says, those who honor me, I will honor. But those who despise me will be disdained. Now that word despise there does not mean to abhor. To, man, I despise Brussels sprouts. You know what I mean? I despise whatever. That's not what that word means. If you go look up the original translation of that word despise, it means to lightly esteem. The writers who were translating the Bible at this time did not have a word um, for, for lightly esteem, and so they actually put the word despise there. It literally means to treat as common or of lesser value. Those who treat me, 
or we could say it this way, those who treat the things that I love, the things that I want, as common or of lesser value, the Bible says, um, uh, that's that word despised, will be disdained. For those of us who, who can be at prayer, for those of us who can do what the Lord wants us to do, whether it's a, a lunch break or right before you go to bed, for those of us who can do those things, for those of us who can come to church but don't, for those of us who can read his word but don't, what we're doing, according to the word of God, is we're despising what the Lord loves. Because we can do it, it's just not that big of a deal to me. Wow, where are you going, preacher? We're getting there. We're getting there. But it, 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 and I think you would agree, if we can do it and we choose not to, then we're lightly esteeming what God honors. Amen, everyone? Which is interesting because uh, when I got Tyra's little boombox out today, I, I noticed it had a cassette tape in it already, and the eject doesn't even hardly work here. But I pulled out the cassette. That's right, boys and girls, this is a cassette. It needs to be in a museum. It's actually ribbon in it, right? And we used to stick pencils in here and rewind them, whatever. But this, the tape that was in this, so the very last tape that we were listening to was called The Honor of God, Part 4 by More Life Ministries, which is a, a ministry we follow. So the honor of God is a real thing, which I think it's just, it's more than just a coincidence. I'm convinced 20 years ago, when last time we listened to this thing, or 30 or 40, I don't know how long it's been, 40 years ago, that the Lord was setting this up for this meeting, for this service. God honors those who honor him. How do we posture ourselves? We start by posturing ourselves physically by being in his presence. Amen? Number two is we posture ourselves spiritually. What does that mean? Well, Psalm 27 verse 13 says, I remain confident in this. I remain confident in this. See, posturing yourself spiritually is an expectation that when you show up, God is going to speak to you. There's an expectation. Everything in God requires faith, and all faith is is an expectation that God's going to say or do what he said he will say or do. I remain confident of this. I will see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Can, can you sense his expectation there? I will see God do this. I will see him. Verse 14 says, wait for the Lord, which is where a lot of us are. Especially in 21 days of prayer, we're waiting for something to happen. A lot of us, we don't like to wait anymore. I mean, if I've, if I've got Amazon Prime, which is supposed to be here next day, and they're saying it's going to be two or three days, uh-uh, I paid for Prime, right? We don't want to wait anymore. But for some of us, that waiting season does something to us. It pushes the, the, the voice of God deeper into our hearts. 
He says, I remain confident of this. I will see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Wait for the Lord. Be strong and take heart and wait for the Lord. How do you posture yourself spiritually? What does that look like? There's an expectation and there's a confidence that I'm going to hear God. Hebrews, I'm sorry, Habakkuk chapter 2 verse 1 says, I will stand at my guard post and station myself on the tower. What is that? That is a bold posturing of himself. I will stand in my place. I will stand in the presence of the, of the Lord. I will keep guard. I will keep watch for what the Lord's going to do. And I will keep watch to see what He will say to me. There's an expectation there. I'm just showing up until I hear something. Does that make sense? I'm just showing up because here's, here's what we know. Are you exempt from hearing the voice of God? No. None of us are. My sheep know my voice. So what am I going to do? I'm going to show up and I'm going to hang out in the presence of God until I hear his voice. And sometimes it takes a little bit to make that happen for some of us. And, and what answer will I give as his spokesman when I am reproved? Then the Lord answered me and said, write the vision and engrave it plainly on on a clay tablet, so that one who reads it will run, which leads me to my next thought. Anytime I go into the presence of God, if I'm coming in with the expectation to hear my Father speak to me, because I know He's not a respecter of persons, I know He has things He wants to say to me, so anytime I come into the presence of God, I have something to write on. I have something to take notes. Faith and expectation in our heart and eagerness, yeah, that's all great. But at the end of the day, if you genuinely want to hear God, then be prepared and inscribe it down. Be prepared and write it down. Have something with you to write on. Why? Because what you're saying is, Lord, I'm ready to take notes. Come on. Are you with me, friends? I've been in leadership for a lot of years, and the guys that come in my office and sit down with nothing to write on, I basically, I'm like, okay, we're done with this meeting because you don't value what I have to say enough to write it down. And so I think there's something to writing it down. Now, for me personally, I use my phone, and I know phones get a bad rap, and it, and it is true. Uh, sometimes we're on these mobile devices way too much. But for me, I know my phone will always be with me. And so if I want to remember something and be able to recall during the week something that the Lord said to me in prayer, it's right here. And I'm just going to, this is the practical side of the message. I'm just going to tell you how I do this. I have about three places on my mobile phone that I write what the Lord speaks to me. Uh, everybody, if you, especially if you've got an iPhone, you've got the, the little notes, right? It looks like a little tablet. Anything that the Lord speaks to me, if I'm sitting, watching the messages, the 21 days of prayer at 6 a.m., I'm typically sitting right here, and I've got my notes app up, and I'm writing and I'm taking notes because the Lord speaks to us as we're reading the Word. Amen? The second one is the reminders list, and this is how I use mine. Now, you don't have to do this if you have your own way. Some people, they like to physically carry your journal around 
Go on with your bad self. Like, write that journal. You know, bring it with you to prayer. Bring it with you when you come to services because the Lord is always speaking, so we should always be listening. For me, there's reminders. The Lord will prompt me to do something. And it's happened several times this week. In fact, most of my biggest heavy revies have come in a time of prayer when I'm right here praying with you guys. And so if someone says, hey, I need you to, uh, you know, you might want to reach out to this person. I'll just set a reminder. I'll be right here praying. Music's up. No one can hear me. I call her by her name. I won't say it right now because she'll, she'll say, what do you want? Um, but I was like, hey, you know, set a reminder to do this. My reminders serve as a landing page for things. So if God says, gives me a message idea, or if I get this illustration, or if I get prompted to do something, I'll just write it in my reminders until I figure out where to stick it. And anything that's time sensitive, I'll make it have a notification to, to alert me. So I use my notes, I use my reminders, and then I have an app called Evernote. And for me, it's a free app. I, on Evernote, it has little notes that I can categorize. You can do this in notes too. It's just, I, this is just my flow. And in that, in that Evernote is my journal, if you will. In Evernote, I have a file for everything that um, the Lord has told me about someone, for someone, to lead someone. Anything, I've got a prayer journal going in my Evernote. And anytime the Lord speaks to me and I know exactly what I need to do with that, I put it in that Evernote file. Everybody on my staff has an Evernote file. And so if I'm praying for them during the week, I stick it in their Evernote file. And this is how I journal what the Lord is saying to me. And so if you see me a lot of times, and you guys, I give you permission to stalk Pastor Darian, okay? When we're in worship and I pull out my phone, you know, I'm not texting the sound guys, hey, turn that, you know, mic to, uh, I'm not, I'm, I'm taking notes about what the Lord is talking to me about. Does that make sense, friends? Because it's important, and I come into this place expecting to hear God. Amen, everyone? If I'm expecting to hear from the Lord, then I have something to write on. I'm constantly getting messages from people telling me what the Lord has already said and done for them. For some of them, like just, just this week, I've, I've heard of young people that since they've been, you know, because I said we've got a lot of young people showing up at 6 a.m., um, since they've been showing up, they've been reading the word more and like on their own personal time. And one young lady, I, I got this message, one young lady was reading the word of God and she says, I got goosebumps when I read it, right? Just, whoa, what is that? That's the Lord moving. Other people, just this week, we've, we've, we've been going, this is day eight, uh, We've been going for eight days, and people are already hearing a theme or a word for their whole year, 2023, because they've postured themselves to hear. They've postured themselves physically to be in the space. Do you know what 6 a.m. prayer is? It is a schedule. I am scheduled to be here, and if I'm on schedule, I will be here. But I've postured myself with a sense of expectation also, so I know I'm going to receive from God. Is this okay, friends? A little bit more practical today, but I want to help some people who, for whatever reason, haven't got over that hump of, I just can't hear the voice of God. The last thing is simply this, follow through. Follow through. 
I have a, I have a self-discipline that if it makes it to my reminders list, I have an obligation to myself to do it. And right now, I'll, just, I'll be honest with you, I've got, now these are also tasks, I've got 173 reminders on my phone. Of those, 67 of them are things I am actively doing right now that the Lord has told me to do. 67 things that I would not have got if I was not in the presence of the Lord. If I did not posture myself to be in this place. If there was no sense of expectation or urgency. If I wasn't showing up with a little bit of faith and dialing in and stretching out my spiritual antenna and tuning my heart to the voice of God. Does this make sense? I know I keep saying that, but your faces are like... Maybe that's a good thing. I don't know. But the last thing would be this. Follow through. Hear. Believe. And obey. So many of us, the Lord has already told us to do something. We just haven't obeyed the last thing He said. And so the Lord does have something to say. But He's going to say it it's the last thing I told you. And because we haven't obeyed the last thing he told us, he's just sitting there like a heavenly father, patient, waiting for you to do the last thing that he did tell you to do. Amen? Why can't I hear the voice of God? Because everything he tells you to do, you don't want to do it. But yet, if you would trust God and completely wholeheartedly trust God, His ways are, are better and bigger and greater than our ways. And if you would just do the last thing that He told you to do, then you would all of a sudden unlock a, a dialogue of content that He's been waiting for you. But because we didn't do the last thing he told us to do, he's just sitting here tapping our feet. Not dis I mean, maybe disappointed, but not angry. Not, not rejecting us, because God doesn't reject you. But he's just waiting for you to do the last thing that he told you to do. And if you're in the room and you're like, I honestly don't know the last thing he told me to do, go back and say, Lord, I haven't heard you. Am I missing something? Was there something that you told me to do that I'm just not doing? He'll put it back there. He'll put it back there. It'll come up as a thought. It'll come up as a, as a leading, as an unction. It's not that he stopped speaking to us. We just haven't done what he told us to do. When you cultivate a hunger and an expectation for God to speak to you, you'll constantly be ready. You'll constantly be ready. I don't have to be in prayer now. I don't have to have worship music going now. I don't have to be in a service for the Lord to speak to me. Because we've, I've trained myself now to hear the, the voice of the Lord. There'll be times I'll be driving down the road and all of a sudden that same feeling I got when I was 17 years old at all night prayer service would just begin to create a space in my heart and I know that's the Lord entering in my heart getting ready to say something to me and so there's many times I'll shut that music off and I'll just wait and I'm like yes Lord what do you 
what would you like to say to me right now? And time and time again, it could be, do this instead of that. Okay. Do this instead of that. Don't do this. Go this direction today. And when you get to the point where you trust on the voice of the Lord leading you and guiding you, you'll live, you'll, you won't even get dressed without asking the Lord sometimes. You know what I mean? Lord, what, do, what should I wear today? Wear that medium shirt that doesn't fit anymore. Okay, awesome. Can I leave it unbuttoned? Yeah, leave it unbuttoned. Wear a white shirt under it. It'll be great. Got a busy day today, staff meeting right after service. Wear your sneakers because you're going to wish you had them. All right. Great. Great. Amen. Amen. Train yourself to hear the voice of God. Posture yourselves physically. Be in a place where he's, it's easier for him to speak to you. And how many of you guys agree that showing up, it's just easy to hear God when you're in a place like this? Not saying you can't at home, but how many of us are? Posture yourselves spiritually. I'm expecting to hear God today. Posture yourself in obedience. God, I'm going to do what you tell me to do. And so here's, here's what I'm going to tell you today. What's the Holy Spirit speaking to you today? What's the Holy Spirit speaking to you as a result of this service? Because he's talking to all of us. What's he telling you to do? Train yourselves to hear. Tune in. Tune in. Just ruining the mood. Thanks, man. Thanks for setting the mood. Tune in. Every service, if you're listening, the Lord will speak to you. Every worship set, if we're open, God will move in our heart. In the middle of the day, God wants to speak to us. There is no better time than during the 21 days of prayer to train yourselves to hear from the Lord. But some of us, we can be here. We're just not. Because I don't want to. But you do want to hear the voice of God. Either way, train yourself to stop and recognize Him when He's speaking. One more scripture, because this is actually going to lead me into next week. Hebrews, or, yeah, Hebrews 3, 3, chapter 15. While it is said, today, while there is still opportunity, the Amplified says, if you hear his voice, do not harden your heart. Sometimes the Lord's going to speak things to you that you may not want to hear, but it is always, always, always so good. Do not harden your heart as when they provoked me in the rebellion in the desert of Mirba. Don't hit the override button. Amen, everyone? Because we all have the opportunity to do that. It's like, it works like a snooze. That alarm goes off inside of you, you just make it stop talking. And the Holy Spirit's the same way. He'll start prompting you to do something, you'll hit that snooze button. I don't want to hear that right now. And you'll snooze. Listen, friends, if we spend most of our time snoozing and not doing what the Lord says or speaking to us or not recognizing it, then the, the alarm eventually goes away. How many people you have slept through your alarm? All right, be honest. How many people you have slept through what God has told you to do? Amen, right? It's the same. It's the same. Let's pray. Father, we love you. 
God, my heart is, is that every single person, every single family, every single child, student, adult, father, elderly person that comes to your place, church, hears your voice. Which, I'm in good company because that's your plan for all of us. So, Father, I pray that over the next, we've still got 14 days of this. 14 days of 21 days of prayer and fasting. 14 days left. Father God, to really press in. Father, to posture ourselves physically, to be available for you to speak. Father, to come ready and expecting you to say things to us. Father, to, to, to posture ourselves spiritually. And then, Father, just to obey, just to do the last thing you told us to do. Father, we have 14 more days of, of, this, of this opportunity, Lord. Not that you're going to stop speaking or we're going to stop praying after this. Lord, this is just a moment where we consecrate ourselves to hear. This is where we just tune our hearts a little bit more to your voice. And Father, we thank you for that right now, for speaking life to us. With heads bowed and eyes closed, I'm just going to ask a question. You know, the Bible says, my sheep know my voice. If you're not one of the sheep, today can be your day. God is still speaking to you, but the words that he's telling you is simple. It's simply just follow me. Follow me. So if you're in the room and you've never invited Jesus Christ to come into your heart today, you'd like to, or maybe you once had a relationship with God and you've just distanced yourself from him, then I just want to pray with you. We're not going to embarrass you. We're not going to make you stand up, walk out, do anything. We just, we believe what can happen can happen between you and Jesus right here, right now. So if that's you, just put your hand up and put it right back down. Thank you. Anybody else like that? Anybody else like that? Thank you. Anybody else? Thank you. Come on, just real quick, real quick. This is, this is posturing yourself. You need to rededicate your life or you need to ask Jesus to come into your heart for the very first time. Before we leave today, I don't want to run the risk. If anybody missing this opportunity so if that's you just raise your hand up put it right back down amen well then i want everybody to pray this prayer with me because the bible says um, if you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth you will be saved and so say this with me say heavenly father thank you for sending jesus to pay the price for my sin and right now jesus i invite you to come into my life, to change my heart, forgive me of my past. I'm choosing today to spend the rest of my life in a relationship with you. In Jesus' name.